yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. So we begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. So now we're going to turn talk to football. David Brady, we've, we've let you suffer long enough thinking of... Uh, you I know, enjoyed that conversation <laughs> without, without starting this one. <laughs> okay, so where do Mayo go from here? We'll put it pretty bluntly. Um, for themselves, they probably need to say to themselves they need to go exactly what they did last year. Um, and it's probably needed now more than ever. It's, it's, the reality is they're in the back, they're in the back door. Um, are they good enough? Yes. Um, have the players is good enough? Yes, but I think, and completely opposite to what you've seen with Wexford, um, I think we're lacking a lot of hunger, and uh, I wouldn't call it motivation. Motivation is 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 a natural occurring thing when you want to win in All Ireland, but I I see the spark of a lot of them players not there. Now it's either one or the other. It's either their fault or the management's fault. Sometimes I always believe players represent. And they're an example, a mirror image of what the manager installs in them. And I don't see any enthusiasm in this in this Mayo team. Yeah, obviously there was a heave to get rid of the previous management team. Stephen Rochford was brought in. That puts a certain amount of pressure on the manager too to deliver. He has a good backroom team with Tony McEntee and Donny Buckley. How do you feel he's performing in the role? Is he getting the most out of his team? Or tactically, is he setting him up the best way possible? I, I, I don't think he is setting Mayo up um, tactically as, as to, to, to benefit the way the players can definitely go away. Um, have a plan and process in place with Kevin Walsh that worked again um, in their favour yesterday. But I see too many of the Mayo players holding back because it is a template. Um, every game that Stephen Rashford has played, every single game bar one in Championship, the team they've been playing against has been within one bit kick of the ball, our level, with 15 minutes to go. So that means you're, you're, you're giving everyone an opportunity. And when you're holding back players, and when they're playing to a very, I think, defensive template, along with your half, your half uh, forwards dropping back, you're not really going to, going to threaten. And again, you've seen it yesterday. No Mayo player, I think, scored two points. Um, last year was the same. Um, Killian O'Connor was held to one point um, from play yesterday. It's, um, it's a, v- a restrictiveness, and I, 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 I do feel that we didn't, and we should have rested the likes of Andy Moran in the in the league. We didn't introduce young players. Like Mayo won an under-21 final last year. Yep. And not one of these players are really making an impact. One is is, is they're not being given a chance. Uh, and if, if you're giving someone a chance, you're giving Nevin Regan a chance yesterday to come on with 10 minutes to go. Um, he didn't play 10 minutes in the whole National League. So you're going, how, you know, training must be good or everything else. But certain players should have played yesterday. Colin Boyle was dropped. Um, you have the likes of, of Shane Nelly, who I thought had a, a very a, an excellent end to the National League campaign. He's someone that's uh, young. 
he is a, he's a great kick pass to the ball. He wasn't introduced yesterday. Connor Loftus, uh, an up and coming forward, isn't introduced. You're, we're actually bringing on players that have no confidence and 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 have no mileage on the clock. And I don't think it's um, it's serving well for us. And they're in a bit of a tough spot now, Michael, because with the qualifier draw, I think they're going to be on the same side as the losers of Donegal, Tyrone, the losers of Mikel there. Last year, they were able to build back in with some maybe handier fixtures. This year, pretty much from the word go, okay, they'll have one maybe easier qualifier game, but they're going to be playing good teams, so they're going to need to fix whatever's wrong with the team pretty quickly. Yeah, just what David said there about not being, you know, more than a score ahead or not winning by more than a score a lot of time, that drains you over time. Like, you cannot, you just can't keep doing that. And I, I just, it's going to be so hard to replicate what they did last year. Fair enough, like they were going for, I think they were going for six in a row last year and it was, you know, it was the kick up the backside they probably needed and it was something different and they were, you know, had a couple of games in Castlebar and they were going on the road a bit and it was different. But it's not, you know, it's the same thing again this year. Like they would have really, that when that fixture was made last November or October, they knew they were going to be playing Galway realistically and they would have put, they wouldn't have put all their eggs in one basket, but they would have been gung-ho to try and win that game and I just, I, I'm not sure how, they, you know, they put a very positive spin on it after, and you know, about regrouping and very resilient bunch and this, but it's very, very hard. I, like, they would have really, really wanted to get the Connacht title back, and I think they made no bones about that, and they're gonna, I think they're going to find it hard to react now. They were down to 14 men for pretty much, what, 45 minutes, 40 minutes, uh, so maybe that sort of tempered their disappointment, Anna, perhaps, at the end? Yeah, but I suppose, I mean, often you see the, the guys that are down to 14 men are the ones that react really well. I mean, for me, two things stood out as a player. I mean, I thought defensively, particularly in the second half, they were left wide open at mm. times. I think it was a, a Conway or someone at one stage, like, sold 40 yards of the ball and nobody came out to him. That, to me, is criminal and support play. You know, when you don't have the ball, even if they weren't having a good game, those lads should still be on top. I think it was a one stage, Killian O'Connor, when he hit the crossbar, you know, when he, he drilled the ball. Mm. And there was nobody in the rebound. Like, that for me, stuff like that is criminal. And I think if, you're, if you are looking to be serious contenders, that stuff has to be rectified. It's very, like, it's very silly stuff because they are there so much now. And, like, considering that they lost last year to Galway and before that, was it four in a row they had, like, uh, you know, prevented titles? Mm. You'd think that they would have been so up for that game. But like it was like I think it was two thousand seven and eight was the last time that Galway beat Mayo twice in the Connacht Championship. Like mm. I d I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought Mayo were going to regroup, and so I was really surprised. So with did them. I. But I tell you, if you were there sitting on the sideline yesterday and looked out about twenty seconds before the ball was thrown in, I'm going to myself. Who was the team that was beaten last year? Mm. Now Kevin Walsh, he's I have to say he's he's a top class manager, mm. but he's even better motivator. Yeah. And he would have been filling them boys with some load of, of garbage during the week. Like Damien Cormer came out with it and said, "No one give us respect." Now the man says. That I didn't think they would win, but we you saw the shoulder he yeah. gave as well. Oh. He, he made actually, business. He, what a hit! He, 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 he cuts killing our, our Jim with the Connor in two. Yeah. He's um, actually the king of it, Kevin Walsh. Jeez, he plays them down. Absolutely. So well, Last year they had enough players to nearly yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wanted to play with them. They had they had twenty five injuries, and uh, there was going to be thirty goal people. Now he's and he's he's a bit like Davy, but it means he's just a little bit more. Actually, if you are saying that, like we were saying that, like the the team um, mirrors the management when Heaney made those two saves. You know, oh. Oh, oh, like you know, yeah. he never gave up that intensity. He was got up like he was on the ground, off his feet. Brilliant. I thought that was brilliant, brilliant. especially as a defender. I yeah. loved to see it. I thought like that was if you were trying to take inspiration, like the hit Comer and also those saves. I thought like you get so much from, um, courage yeah, from those. And from no matter what sports you play, your managers will say, "Look for the signs. Mm. The signs will come, and you'll see them." And subconsciously, you're going. Bang, Comer, what a sign. Heaney off the line. Oh, You're going, brilliant. This, that would actually, you know what? It fucking lifted me for as a mealman. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, Never mind as a goal of that. Yeah. <laughs>
I was, I was out having a bit of dinner and I seen the game and the roars of even the, the I think the soccer's on but everyone's just turning around and watch the replay and that's what's missing in the yeah. GAA yeah. Yeah. you know the yell at the yeah. bar like that's the fucking and, where's a black card now it, like it, this? Was, it was it was just perfect yeah. but again you're 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 going once Keith Higgins was sent off you're going of all the things to happen because you're facing then into the second half with an even more restrictive half back line that you would want to push forward to get on the, the, the shoulder of runs but you can't because you're a man down yeah. so you really need your defenders back you're playing with a forward less it changes the whole bloody thing but yeah, the reality is and it's it's like Anna said you know Kilkenny had 14 chances mm. Mayo had their chances yesterday yeah. go away go away if, 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 you, if you want to look at it like this they fell over the line to a fair degree in the end I was going to say before we heap too much praise on Kevin Walsh they, they really retreated into their shell for the last 24 completely minutes completely and utterly 14 runs. men for Mayo yeah. they had a half full of chances only lost by a point so maybe Stephen Rochford has reason to be a little more positive maybe that's why he wasn't you know heading his hands afterwards yeah, yeah well you, you, you do say to yourself would it have been a fantastic victory or a draw for Mayo and they should have got a draw and I don't give a damn you should as a team you should be talking writing down pointing it out and saying you know what what do we do in a situation like this and often or not it's the most simplest scores that win that get a draw for you mm. it's not the kamikazes from the right hand side 40 yards out or left Evan hand side. Regan's attempt oh. good lord you, you, go to yourself, you know what I would say and I'm going he, he showed balls to go for it but but if about the first one though yeah yeah. Second one, I think if he had a little bit more experience, try and get it across the D. Like, well, out, you know, like I would have liked to have seen, like I know Kevin McLaughlin, you know, and, and, and Andy Moore probably ran out of steam, but they were the guys that you wanted with the ball at that stage in the match. Honestly, and I, I honestly don't think Andy did run out of steam. I think it was a bad call to take Andy Yeah, off. I was surprised he was that he was absolutely, he, he yeah. was, 90% of the balls he got, he won them on his full back. He, he, got, he got a score. He was contributing, he was laying ball off. But in your mind and subconsciously you're going, oh, and he's 150 caps and he's 33. And maybe that's it. I'm yeah, going, that's, Dave, you're, put, he's as fit as any man. Out call there, him Rory. You know? Well, you wouldn't have taken Rory off yesterday. Do you if, know if so? Andy, you know, it's, it's just that <laughs> it was going, a different person. And he, that's, he, like, he played every single league game from the Curry game onwards. Now, we're probably in Division 2 if he didn't play them. But you're going, if you had him on, Look at Alan Dillon. I know he's fit and everything else. Would you have brought him on? Like he played in the game against Tyrone last year, and his maturity mm. was evident in everything he did. But we were, we're we're bringing on we're bringing on guys that haven't haven't the the hours. Never mind the years in the bag of senior as senior players. It's funny what you're saying, David, there about the balance in the team. The, the experienced lads probably need to be on the field at the end, and if they're going to play some of the younger lads, it's at the start. But you know what? You're going. Uh, you have a fear factor. If I'm going to bring you on, I'm going, I don't really know what he's going to give me. But at least when you're gone, you say, right, I've g you had an opportunity. You're not making three substitutions for one. You're just going, right, you're going to play at 30 minutes or 35 minutes. That's what I want you to do. And that's what I want you to give me for 35 minutes. But then someone else. But 100%, you want your experienced yeah. players. And the only, I, and it was uh, Desi Dolan or, or, or Marty Morris, as I said it during the commentary, where's Killian O'Connor? Because that's the only real experienced shooter you have on the pitch. Whether it's the first minute or the 75th minute for, for, for Mayo. Like, you don't have the Andy Moorins, you didn't have the Alan Dillons. You had only one forward, you had two forwards named on the actual um, uh, programme yesterday. 
and only one was brought on. We brought on two midfielders and we brought on defensive players. Well, that brings you like... Sure. Killian O'Connor was busy getting Tom Flynn black carded as well out the field. Like you know so. what? That was another, that was another, um, another bad call by McQuillan. It, was, it wasn't a black card. Was offense. A, oh, no. the replay. It's, oh. it's almost comical. He steams in from yeah. out, out of yeah. the picture and just runs straight into him. But it's that's like, the whole argument with the black card. Yeah. Like, it's, it's there for a sheer clinical foul. Yeah. Like, like yeah. That was just clumsy. Like, and I wouldn't Thomas six foot three or four. How yeah. is he meant to get out of the way? Like, only time it should be used is where deliberately you're going through pull it down like yeah. the refs are pissing but everyone off the, with this the, black card the thing with the if, if you ask yourself as a referee did I see him actually cause the offence I thought I'm thinking of and you're going no so you're going why do you give him a black card because everything looked like a black card but I didn't actually see the the initial offence and um, it was it was a, it was a bad call yeah another offence that we were talking about was the reaction on the Sunday game to the Keith Higgins thing I just Tomas O'Shea said oh, we called that a knee in the car eggs down in Kerry and then they just moved on to the next yeah, point I, I, if that had happened to perhaps another player someone more high profile with the initials DC perhaps there would have been maybe a bit of a different reaction <laughs> yeah like and, and Dave you can have your own opinion so I thought that as well like the week before you know Conley yeah the whole we're not going to push the linesman and straight away Spillane and, and O'Rourke were on, on a mad one like trying to get yeah with this man they, Oh yeah, little uh, a knee in the bollocks is is more harmless compared mm. to. And mm. I, I, let's oh, be just, honest about uh, it. Like, like, a lot of it is, you know. And look at where Francis. A lot of people in this room have write write you know articles and paper. A lot of it is dictated from what's happened on a Sunday night, what's said, mm. and once the ball starts rolling, then you have headlines on a Monday and you have column mentions on a Tuesday. If it was Jeremy Conley, but I, I'd say. I'd say he'd be under under house arrest now at this stage. And <laughs> you it, say it, yourself, there'd yeah. be a supplement coming out, yeah. or just and you're going, he's at you know, yeah. yeah. And it was it was Keith is a mature player, and he's you know he's a long time in the media yeah, setup. Yeah. It, it showed a, a complete lack of frustration, but. It, then again, it it was completely it was a red card straight out, and it cost Mayo the game. Simple as that. Oh, and um, they definitely was, yeah. was the changing, and like, obviously it, it gave Carl a go. You know, to get a man sent off, you look at you the right. We've yeah. an extra man here. Let's drive on. You could see it in the likes. Of, oh, I go back to Commerce hit again because I'm still buzzing over. Yeah, as yeah. I said, it was so good. But that just belief that they have. Mm -hmm. We've an extra man here. Let's work hard. We're yeah. against the wind. We carry the ball and. It, it did cost the game, well, wasn't it? Even well, going back, and I, I do think Kevin Walsh, he is a fantastic manager. But what he's done, he's, he's kind of taken a bit of the bullet for the first year or two of his, when he was a manager. If you go back, I think Liam Dunn, from a certain degree, bit, took a bit of the bullet for bringing and introducing a lot of younger uh, Wexford players. Mm. Now, when you're not in the top three, when you're coming in as a manager, you're, if you're in the top three, you expect to win not earned. Mayo, ha, no, but I don't really see a lot of managers are Stephen Rogers biting the bullet and giving someone an opportunity, bringing someone along that maybe he mightn't benefit from, but maybe in two years' time or three years' time, well, someone to, else would say, It's hard to bite the bullet when so many of your players are in their prime now. You know, there's a balance that needs to be struck, yeah. I guess. The, the majority are in their prime, but they're all in the backs. They're all around midfield. We haven't really introduced, and we're, we're not getting the best out of the likes of, of, of Jeremy O'Connor, who's playing 95% of his game out in his own 40-yard line. Fergal Boland, I thought, played very well in the half-hour line in the first half yesterday. The way he he was asked to more or less sit back again and let the, the half-back go forward on, on opportunities was restrictive to him. I just want to move on to some of the other Gaelic football action. Uh, I know, Michael, the game you attended was probably the least glamorous of the weekend. Westmead Offaly, best summed up by the Westmead Twitter account, who tweeted halfway through the second half, garbage from both teams, horrible to watch. Oh. Like on their own team against was Offaly. That their, was that their own Twitter their account? Their own Twitter account. Delete, so he's it's still there. Delete. There are 200 it's, retweets. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was gone. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, well, just Conley appealing this 12 weeks. He was obviously in Tullamore yesterday <laughs> and realised that he's needed for a Leinster semi-final yeah, against yeah. either Westmead or Offaly. <laughs> 
I was thinking he wants to win an All Star, so he wants to get back for this next game. Yeah, no, the the, the fair in O'Connor Park yesterday was poor. Yeah, like even like I was obviously sporting awfully. Like it's not supposed to be biased, but I obviously was. But it's very like, it was even very hard to get into the game. Like we were six apiece after playing against the breeze. Textbook first half held the ball, uh, held on to it lovely. Brought down the clock, got a couple of scores against the breeze, and then we never kicked on at all. We had a gale behind us in the second half, and we didn't get ball inside, particularly to Niall McDamie. Nigel Lund wasn't on the ball either, one of our best forwards. Um, and Pat Flanagan said it after he just said that we were just a bit scared mm. when we saw the finish line. We didn't score from 62 minutes on and we didn't have a forward inside the 65 from about 65 minutes on. So it was just, yeah, it, it's it's hard watch. Games like that can be it's hard watch now. Westmead. What if they beat Westmead? But I think as well as probably that they're like? nearly afraid. Of, it's the winning part. I know that even it does happen as a player because you, you never think beyond that. You often hadn't beaten Westmead in 11 years. So they probably didn't even think beyond just putting in a performance. Then they found themselves in a the position, oh my God, we're in a position to win. And they probably hadn't talked through that. Often teams, and you hear sports psychologists and players, and they talk about getting themselves into position to win. But they never mm. actually go the next step and go, well, how do we win? Mailman on hand to feel that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Someone says, if you're looking for the finish line, you're, you're, you're going to stumble. And um, exactly. a, a lot of the, the sports, you know, you talk to you're going. You, you have to bring yourself back into where you were in the first minute or the last minute. You do the exact same things to gotcha the position, which are three points up. Mm. Um, the one thing, <coughs> sorry, about the championship, like we, we can, we, the demise of GEA and the provincial championships and everything else, like there was some great entertaining tight. It's been a great season tight, so far. It, you know what? It, it's and, and it, not that the the, the gap is, is getting closer, but you know what? I I do think that a lot of teams have brought them up themselves up to the next level, or to where the the, the need to be to be competitive. Whereas three or four years ago, there was 15, 20, 25 point victories in Connacht and Ulster and and, and Munster and Leinster. It's 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 becoming a lot more competitive, and it's, I think that, it's yeah. great. Offaly and Westmead were both set up to be competitive, but. They were playing against each other and they were both playing similar tactics. And when the game was there to be won, because you're not, a lot of time you're not playing to, we'll say, not saying you're not playing to win a game, but you're playing to keep yourself in a game. And then mm. when the game was there to be mm. won, it was like, oh, right, yeah. We're, yeah. we're here now and we're not sure where we're going to go. And we nearly yeah. lost the game in the wind-up. Malachy Clerken had a great line when Monaghan drew 7 all with Cavan in the league. It was like watching two identical twins punch each other in the face <laughs> for 70 minutes. Uh, and I think when two similar sides of maybe a low level meet each other, that can happen. One thing that went under the radar, you know, with the Connolly suspension being, you know, appealed and not appealed and the hurling, was the return of James O'Donoghue to carry, you know, kicking a lot of great points to play. If they can get O'Donoghue and Ganey on a fiery inside, they could probably be all our own favourites almost. Well, yeah, you, it was kind of that return to 2014 form that earned the player of the year. And like, what was great about it, I think, as well, from a Kerry point of view, is that there was a lot of pressure on Ganey inside, you know, particularly in the league. You know, if he wasn't there or if he got injured, who's our go-to man? And you saw kind of glimpses of James O'Donoghue going back to his best. What I loved about him is, I suppose, there was a few points, great points that he scored. Impressive. And there wasn't celebrations. There wasn't this, you know, he was just very calm. He was very focused and he went down with his job. And it actually served him really well. I mean, from a Kerry point of view, Claire started really well in that match. I thought that I mean like the oh, after yeah. they you know it was something they had the that in the second half when they were definitely and it, and for me I suppose it's really Kerry now need to to drive on I mean I don't want them to drive on too much because they're playing Cork now in the Munster final so. oh what yeah what's going on with Cork <laughs> no. No. No, well, Cork before we even get to the <laughs> football game uh, and hit her hard now for it as well the, the, well even the, <laughs> the Porky Keep the back it won't even be ready now for the for the uh, show the showpiece final which was the big build up that's why they had to get there and now it's, it's disastrously won't even be ready it's crazy to think like I I don't care if they had to work 24 hours a day and get all sorts of people in and lose loads of money just to get those two games on. Like, Anna, surely all the talk was 
okay, we'll try and get our teams there firstly, but it's going to be ready and this is going to be unbelievable. And now I just, where there were two massive occasions they're going to lose out on. And I don't see, they're not going to make that back this year, realistically. Like, is unless, it the hurling quarterfinals, maybe? I tell you something, there's hurling quarterfinals brought down to Cork. Geographically, it's a disaster. The problem you see geographically where Cork is, if they don't have those games, now, what else are they going to have there? You know? And is it definitely not. Gart Brooks, maybe. Is, is it know, definitely we, not going to. No, go not ahead. ready. No, they said it, it won't be ready. They said they want to have it to a certain level. Basically, they could open it, but there will be certain problems or things yeah, won't be ready. Even the scanning and everything with the tickets, all yeah. that stuff takes so much testing and everything, too. Oh, yeah. Just let them yeah. through, I'd say. Just let them, let them yeah. all through. But like, <laughs> even let them on the sideline. Maybe a word on the performance as well. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the first half. It yeah. was probably the worst first half of Gaelic football I've seen in my lifetime, but perhaps. I. I thought Kevin Cassidy even last night on the Sunday game he summed up really well as and even Tomas O'Shea they, in the first half Cork looked out like a team that didn't know what they were doing the game plan didn't suit them and they it just didn't suit their style of football in the second half it was almost like they went out at half time and said you know what have we what have we got to lose like as Rory said one point in 35 minutes I don't care if you're a junior B club team or a senior that is not good enough and like I thought the impact of some of the Cork subs like Mark Collins coming on Castlehaven you know all of a sudden mm. they started attacking the goals and like that's what ultimately where the goal came from the palm to the net but that's what you need to do that's brilliantly what, worked goals well, yeah but and it was a part the best passion play that Cork put in the whole game and it was right at the very end like there was four and a half thousand people at that match considering that Tipperary got to the All-Ireland semi-finals yeah. last year it just it's like a lack in politics would be a lack no confidence it's vote. an apathy like, isn't there about mm. Cork football but, but where, when, where is all the footballers at Cork you're still relying on like the O'Connors who got you. was just outstanding yeah, as well. yeah, yeah but that's yeah. what he's been doing that for years where is, is all these like what did Tomas say he won they got to the other 21 final yeah. that David referenced yeah, yeah, lost yeah. to Mayo like, so neither of the teams in that final seems to have brought through to, to be fair the lads they brought on they brought on Sean Powter and uh, Michael Hurley Michael set, Hurley, set up yeah. the goal yeah. I think didn't he, he, he did the he goal. Was like in fairness good. when they brought those lads in and James Lockery was driving forward like a lunatic from the back but in the second half the first half yeah I, I had to leave like that was awful I, I was watching it at home and I just had to get out of the play like I can't hack that sort of football but and then the you got half, Westmead off the following yeah time. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you know, but um, yeah and for, they're in a final now I hope I hope they um hope they just cut loose a bit more and we see more of what we saw in the second the half. Kerry jersey yeah, it always will. But then, unfortunately, know. for Kerry, they always rise to the Cork jersey as well. Yeah, so, you know. With that, as you say, with O'Donoghue back in song, and it looks like Kerry have a full full deck as well. So, But I think it just all the criticism they've received and the management, now they just need to go out and start playing more football and stop worrying about structures and regimes and everything. Because when it seems when they just throw everything at a team, who? And they, you know, they're yeah. not worrying about that. That it serves them much better. Who would you criticise more, the players or the manager? See, I suppose it's going back to what you said afterwards. Like for me as a player, I think you have a responsibility. To, I mean, I don't care whatever management is saying; it's fine. But when mm. you go out on that pitch and you wear that jersey, there has to be that sense of pride. And like in the first half, it was so flat. Oh. It didn't feel like championship at all, you know. And I think, yeah, the management obviously drives that. But I think players have to take accountability. Walking into well. that dressing room with a point scored in the first half, playing yeah. a sweeper when you have say? a gale force you go wind behind the you, and, and and sit there for as long as you can because yeah, exactly. you're not going to look anyone in the eye in a, in a dressing room like that Wonder Healy said he left the dressing room to the, to the players at half time and to be honest with you I'd leave the tactical discussion to the players as well but the best saw in the first half yeah. uh, if ever County was crying out for an outside manager just to come in with a fresh take on things and not be maybe caught up with the politics or all these regimes you discussed and just come in with a fresh pair of eyes on it I think there's it's too many good football. I, I still think I know there's a lot of the 2010 team gone. I think there's only seven left or seven in the squad. There's still too too, too many good footballers there for them not to be doing more. To be and, that yeah. useless, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cork are Cork, like yeah. they're they're a ranked team, and as you said, 
me giving out the lads how, how boring soccer is and then him switching on our I'll, I'll give I'll give football a watch for hours. Did John that crap for half an hour? Like, but it is, yes. it's it's totally true. Like like you said, Cork and Munster finals in football. I suppose there's probably more of competition in hurling, but in football, it's nearly always a granted. And I think the pressure obviously of Park Creeve at the time. We have to, like I'd say, Frank was rolling around going in, in the bed and we have to have the Cork team there, you know, if, yeah. if it's going to be opening. And then the pressure as well, I think it was the back going back to 2003, four was like the last time Cork hadn't been in success in mm. Munster Finals. So that pressure was on the players as well. And again, I think if they can just look at the second half and analyse it and what they did in that second half versus what they did in the first half and use that the next day. And the likes of Manchester, it's always been a given, but fair play to the likes of the Tipperaries and, and that are actually pushing up the standard Absolutely. in Munster and Cla like Clare as well. You're going, there's four competitive teams now there. There is a gap between the, the Curries and the rest, but... Um, it's 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 more competitive now than it has been in. 10, yeah, they're no years. longer the teams you automatically yeah. assume you're going to get the, the win from. Yeah. So well, just when we were calling for the bullet of this or the championships, you're right. Look at Cavamon and great game. Yeah. You know, made loud decent game. Like there has been too many whitewashes no. um, so far. So maybe as you said, all these teams are putting in the groundwork to be as competitive as they can against the Dubs and the Carries and the. Yeah. Look at me, Kalerna. This win. It's going to be a great game. Can't wait for it. You know Can't what I mean. So, but the thing, really, I think. Even us, we'll say the pundits and the people and the supporters, we're nearly actually becoming accustomed now to the tactical formations, the setups. We're no longer saying, ah, oh, jeez, they had 15 behind it. It's really pointed out now where you'd be shouting at the telly for half an hour three years ago. I think the tactical prowess of uh, uh, the way teams are, are progressing is it's becoming norm. It's becoming accepted mm. now. It's the other way around. It's when people throw the shackles off, it becomes a big thing. Yeah. You're going to the actually, yeah, Could you believe yeah, they threw off yeah, the shackles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I will say, though, I mean... If, obviously I'm delighted that Cork won but you, losing Quinlan I think in the first half Huge, for Tipperary yeah. you'd be wondering that yeah. if they had him there would the result have been that because Sweeney was exceptional if you had Quinlan in beside him yeah, yeah and I think you know and it was it was a horrific angle even Cork took over in the middle of the field Quinlan is known for coming out and fetching a ball or two when mm. you need him and he said they didn't have him there and so it would have been yeah. an awful knock I think a blow to oh, their yeah, confidence too, as well not just from a person that, exactly yeah. he's, he's a leader well, thanks for that great football chat